Welcome to the Content Pros Podcast, where we unlock the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world and ask the questions you've always wanted asked. Content Pros is sponsored by predictive content analytics software, Inbound Writer, and online proofing and collaboration platform, ProofHQ. Now here are your hosts, from Oracle Marketing Cloud, Chris Moody, and from Sysimos, Amber Nasland. Ready? Let's talk to the pros. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Content Pros. Amber and I are really, really excited to have Mark Schaefer with us today. Definitely excited. Um, Mark has been my friend and colleague in the social space for quite a while. He's a prolific author of five books, including his latest called The Content Code. He's also the founder and executive director of Schaefer Marketing Solutions. He's got a I love how he describes this on his site, a portfolio of fascinating accomplishments, which is true because he's got seven patents, two graduate degrees, a mentorship with the inimitable, um, inimitable Peter Drucker, four best-selling books, soon to be five, of course, and um, he, a lot of his books are used as text at universities, which I think is, I think is really cool. Um, he also co-hosts a podcast of his own, which is probably um, much more professional than this one. <laughs> <laughs> and he um, is with uh, a former guest of ours at Content Pros here, um, Tom Webster, called The Marketing Companion. So, Mark, with all that fancy preamble, thank you so much for joining us. I am delighted to be here. Absolutely awesome. delighted. Awesome. Well, I do want to talk about your Content Code book because it's brand new to the scene, and um, you talked a great deal about content in the last, um, I don't know, year, maybe two so what prompted writing this book? What was finally the breaking point where you said, I got, I got to write this thing? Um, and tell me a little bit about it. Well, there's, I mean, I think we're all facing a, a problem right now in content marketing. And it's rather predictable because we're, we're entering a phase on the Internet where it's getting very, very difficult to be in marketing. So whenever we first started creating websites, if you were the first one with a website, it was easy to be in marketing. You were the only one that was going to be found. And when it got crowded, it got more difficult. If you were the search, first one to figure out search engine optimization, you're going to be in great shape. But once others figure it out, it gets crowded. It gets expensive. It gets difficult. And the same thing is happening now with social media and marketing and content marketing. The, the space is getting very, very crowded. You look at all the statistics about increases in content budgets and and uh, the amount of information, the, the information density on the web is getting very difficult. So for the last year and a half, I've really been obsessed with this idea of what do we do about it? How do we, what is our room to maneuver now as marketers? How do we navigate this information dense world? And I think the clue for me is in ignition is in transmission. That's where we need to focus. And so many brands and companies and, and individual bloggers even are focused on creating content, even great content. But that isn't the finish line. That's the starting line. We now have to think about how do we get this content to move. That's really where the strategy must focus. That's where the economics are being delivered. There's no economics to content if people don't see it, share it, and engage with it. Awesome. I love that, Mark. And you hit on a couple of things I'd like to talk about. One was the difficulty with marketing, which I think 
we see tons of tools. Every single day there's new tools and tools do not a marketer make. And a lot of times I end up talking about things that are common sense, like working with others, communicating with sales and talking to them about how you collaborate. So that's one thing I'd, I'd love for you to hit on and how you think content can break through that. In addition, I think content shock is the term that you coined. And to me, I feel a lot of people misinterpret the term because it's not saying that there's so much relevant content everyone is giving up. It's saying that there's so much content, people are struggling to find the relevant content. So could you touch on those things? Yeah. Well, you bring up two really great points. And and the first one, I've been actually thinking a lot about this, is that the there's so many tools. I think one of the the problems can be is that it turns us into lazy marketers because we start relying so much on these tools and so much on these things that seem like easy fixes or quick fixes and i have this concern that it's 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 turning us into into lazy marketers in some way that we're not doing those things that you mentioned like really connect you know, to, to really learn about your community and your audience. Uh, I, I was just talking to a young marketer. He's new on his job, and he said, I, you know, I just don't know how to get going. And I said, have you visited your customers yet? He said, no. And he'd been on the job for like four months. And I said, get on a delivery truck. <laughs> Go ride along with your drivers talk to the customers see how they're using their product you know you got to get out there you still have to do the work now your other comment about misinterpreting the content shot this really came as a surprise to me to be honest with you because I mean the 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 concept that I was uh, really igniting here was this idea that anytime there's too much stuff in a human system, in a natural system, in an economic system, something's got to change. And I think we see this happening before our eyes. I think information density on the web is the most important trend in marketing right now. It's forging everything we do. It's forging our strategies. It's forging new platforms, new content forms. I mean, you simply just can't ignore it. And I think the way some people inter- misinterpret it was saying, oh, you know, Mark Schaefer says content marketing is dead, which is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> content is, at, you know, I'm a content marketer. Content is at the heart of everything that we do. But if you just close your eyes and say business as usual is fine, you're going to lose. I was really trying to issue a call to wake up and see what's happening and not only what's happening, it's about to get much, much worse. (laughs) The amount of information on the web is exploding. We simply can't have business as usual. I think the thing that gets me about both of these things is that um, the, the, the through line, again, is to me all about marketing accountability. So Mm. those of us who are in this space needing to actually not just phone it in and say, okay, I I created a piece of content. There I did my job as a content marketer. Um, Can you talk a little bit around, you know, I know you do some teaching. I know you work with a lot of young marketers. I would love to hear a little more about what you tell them about what the responsibilities are of a marketer today because I feel as a practitioner that it's super, super different than it was when I started in marketing 15 or so years ago. 
And I think this this trend of um, dare I say lazy marketing um, is something that's really a problem in our industry. So how do you talk to up and coming professionals about what their responsibilities in this new world are? That's such a a great question. I think one of the myths that is out there is is people get intoxicated with this idea of social media marketing and they focus on the social media and not the marketing and they they say oh well you know I love Facebook I love engaging it's all about the conversation it's not all about the conversation you can go broke engaging with customers I mean that is not an easy or cheap thing to do it has to be strategic it has to lead to some measurable value for your stakeholders and so that's what I try to drive is that you know you, you still need you, you don't need to focus on the social part or the content part you need to part you need to focus on the marketing part those fundamentals are still true they're still valid I think one of the points I make in my in my new book branding is more important than ever you know, as we try to cut through this information density, whether you're a company or a nonprofit or a, or a, or just an individual person, an individual blogger trying to cut through, I mean, everybody has a brand or a personal brand, but to really cut through, you almost need to be a, her a heroic brand. You need to be a person that is 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 beloved and is known, and is, and the big word that keeps coming over up over and over again is trust. One of the points I make in the book is to cut through. We need to be spending our time and our resources building trust, not traffic. Traffic, it's tourists. They're not doing anything for a business. It's, it's building the trust with the people who are moving the needle and focusing there like a laser, finding them. Do we even know who they are? Nurturing them, rewarding them, and growing that active 2% of our audience to 3% to 4% because that's going to move the business and that is hard work. You can't be a lazy marketer and achieve that. I'm sitting here nodding my head, Mark, because I think these are things that I am most passionate about because everyone is in pursuit of the next big thing and Tons of influential marketers have weighed in on this. And in my personal opinion, the next big thing is doing your job better. And I am dramatically <laughs> alarmed at the number of content marketers that have no strategy, literally no documented mm. strategy, no alignment to business goals. And that goes mm. back to business school. Everyone says, oh, you know, what I learned there doesn't apply because now you have Twitter and Facebook and all this mm. new stuff. But a lot of people aren't actually tying their content strategies to business goals. So what advice do you have for content teams that may not have a two-page document that says, here's the mission, here's what we're trying to do, here's kind of that, that brand message? Because you're, you're hitting on branding, and that's one of the most important things, right? What's the one thing we're, we're going to stand for? Well, I'll tell you, you guys are asking so many good questions today. <laughs> You're, you're really hitting on some on some passion points for me, and and this problem really ex does extend all the way back to the business schools, where I think marketing education today is really in crisis because they're not connecting these dots. Uh, there are many business schools, uh, big national well-known business schools that don't even have one single class in digital marketing. 
And so we've got you know people graduating from these schools that ha that you know are, are pretty well rounded as far as traditional marketing techniques, but they're you know they don't have any experience. They don't have even any book knowledge about digital marketing. Then we've got a group of people out there that are you know out there passionate about digital marketing and they're trying to learn all the new tools but they don't know how to create a strategy you know they don't know how to do a SWOT analysis something even as simple as that they can't do a competitive analysis so uh, it, you know there is a big, big disconnect and I see we I think we are seeing this reflected in study after study that says you know, they ask CMOs, what is the number one hurdle to, you know, your success? And every single study in the top three is finding the right people to do the job. You need that magical blend of people who know digital and know fundamental marketing strategy. So you guys are hitting on all my hot topics today. <laughs> That's our job is to make sure that we get all the fiery points. But yes, before I ask you it. another, <laughs> that's it. before I ask you another question, then I'm going to take a second to uh, thank one of the sponsors here of Content Pros, which is Inbound Writer. And we talked a little bit about driving traffic to your website. So um, a lot of content fails to do much to um, bring the right people to your site. So wouldn't it be cool to know how well or or not your content will perform before you write it? Inbound Writer does just that. So their content analysis tool forecasts how your content will perform based on real-time analysis of your site, your competition, and search engine behaviors. So they'll tell you which topics will work, which won't, and why, and they'll remove the guesswork from content creation. So you can increase traffic, decrease wasted time, and right now they're offering a free month trial of the tool. So visit inboundwriter.com slash offer. And we'll link this up in the show notes so you can grab it too. But thanks to Inbound Writer for helping make this possible. So, Mark, one other pet peeve that you hit on, which is a passion point of mine, so maybe we can talk about this for a minute, is this empty, uh, I feel like empty concept of, of, of harping too much on engagement. Mm. So we talk about conversation and engagement, and, and it, social media is all about engagement and community. And you know I'm I'm the the biggest tree hugger um, next to the next one. But what I can't figure out for the life of me is why why all of us are so focused on something that doesn't seem to have an end goal. So it, it, it's all great to hang out on Twitter and talk to people all day, but unless I understand how that ties to my my bottom line, that's not getting me very far. So what's your recommendation for people to talk to to move their engagement beyond just chitter chatter and into something that's actually meaningful? Doggone, Amber, you're going to have to have me on a whole new podcast <laughs> because we're hitting – I mean, I could talk all day about this. This, this is such a, 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 a wonderful question. And so let me talk about it on two levels. Number one, let's look at this trend that's going on right now where some very well-known bloggers are eliminating comments. What does that suggest? I mean, does that mean engagement? Uh, is not driving any economic value at all. Uh, personally, I think that's a mistake. Now, you look at the other end and say there are some people out there, they're only marketing you know, engagement for the sake of engagement. I don't think I can buy into that either. So the, 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 the real question, and you asked it you know, just right, is you know, what is the strategy behind engagement? And I think the real power and the real 
economic value is being driven from this small group of fans out there I call in the book the alpha audience. These, these are the most loyal people. And I think that's where you need to focus. And it's not easy finding those people. Let me, let me, let, let me give you an example. Let's say there's someone out there that it only tweets four times a month. But half the time, they tweet about you. That's significant. They're raising their hand saying, I love you. You're important to me. But that person is going to get lost on most dashboards. That person is going to get lost in this sea of mentions and sentiment analysis. And so those are the people we need to focus on. Those are the people we need to acknowledge and engage with and make that human connection. That's really strategic, isn't it? That's not engagement for the sake of engagement. Those are finding your, your, your true loyal fans who are moving the needle in your business. That's where the focus needs to be. That's where the resources need to go. I think that will pay off for you. I love that. And I think, Mark, a lot of folks do have advocate teams where they try to sniff that out because it may be a brand you've never heard of. But if if they're in love with you and recommend you to every single person they know, that may be more important than the Fortune 10 brand that's also a customer. So I think that's a great sure. point. And yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. I think it's happening. I, th I think that the best-run companies, the best-run brands, I think that's where they are focusing today. I, I, and, and I think that's where the conversation needs to be. Great. And, and you hit on marketing education. That's something that actually brought me more in the marketing industry than anything else with Triangle AMA and helping out at NC State with some stuff. But the conversation of jack-of-all-trades or master-of-one where do you stand on that? Do you think marketers need to be specialized or should they be more generalist or is it a balance of the two? You know, the thing I find is that marketing is a pretty transferable skill. I think the foundations of marketing, I mean, I work, let's put it this way, I work with Johnson & Johnson and Adidas. I work with Dell and the US Air Force. I mean, those are pretty crazy different organizations. But and I and, and every time you start with an organization, you need to dive deep into the product, into the data, into the customers. There's no getting away from that. You've got to do the work. You've got to dive, dive, dive. You've got to know your customers better than they even know themselves. But the actual implementation and execution of marketing fundamentals I think is highly transferable. That's why I think it's a great career uh, and that's what I love about it is that I get to be involved in so many different things. So I think you, you do need to have a good foundation in some of these fundamentals but you know you need to deep to dig dive dig dive you need to dive deep into the special situation that you're in when you're working with a customer. Mark, I'm going to take us on a on a left turn here because while you're talking, well, because while you're talking and while I'm pondering all of this stuff, I'm thinking to myself, here's the guy who is talking a lot about fundamental marketing skills, um, the evolution of content, understanding how to work and engage with your customers so that is actually valuable, and you've chosen to write a bunch of books. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious about your use of a very traditional medium. Um, and granted, of course, you're a pro- you know prolific blogger and all those kinds of other things. But um, but why books? And why did you decide that that writing these books was so important to you? Because obviously, it's a medium you believe in, and that I'm I'm curious about that. Well, another great question, Amber. <laughs> uh, I'm a teacher. I mean, I. I am at a, just a great point in my life. I've had a great career. I've had many wonderful experiences. And everything I do, I'm a teacher. Whenever I blog, whenever I stand in front of a class, whenever I give a speech. Uh, and so for me, writing, I don't have a plan. I mean, I've written five books in five years. But that was not a plan. I mean, I don't have a goal to write a book every year. When I, I write a book, it, it answers a big question that's on the mind of my customers and my students. And the big question for this new book is, I'm working as hard as I can. I'm following all the rules or what I think are all the rules, and my business is still getting nowhere. My marketing is getting nowhere. What do I do? And so I literally became obsessed with answering this question, and it's not something that can be answered in a blog post. I needed some long form. And I don't know, you know, it's, it, you know, it, it kind of bucks a trend, I guess, or maybe I'm making my own trend. <laughs> who, who writes five books in five years? Nobody. Maybe that's my niche. But it, it, it hasn't really, and I don't know if I'll ever write another book. I have to find the right question. And uh, I have to make sure that long-form content is is the right way to do it. But it's it's not a plan. It's just an, it's just a natural extension of answering people's questions. And as long as people have questions, I can't answer in a blog post. You know, I'll probably write a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hit on left turns, and we've hit on students. So I, I'm curious, Mark, for folks who are starting in their career, or maybe well-established in their career and at a crossroads with marketing, specifically content marketing, being glue that runs across many silos in an organization, or at least if it's effective, it should not be in one little department. You should work with everyone. What would you recommend for folks to go out and the experience they should gather? Should they take a job where they sell a product so they can see how that actually works and understand the sales side? Or should they go and be a product manager and understand how the customer actually works and follow along on site visits. I know for me, my hand was forced early in my career and I spent a year as a product manager, which in hindsight was probably the most productive year that has helped me in my career of any, because you understand all the things you have to do as a product manager dealing with complaints. But what would you say to someone who wants to gather a new set of experiences to ultimately help them in their marketing career? Well, that's a, that's a great question. You know, I had a similar career path to you. I actually started in sales and then went into product marketing and then had some international positions. You know, I think having that customer-focused experience, like as a product manager or even as an account manager in sales, is very important. But I'll give you another skill set that I think is absolutely critical, and that is analytics. Uh, and you don't have to be a statistician, but you have to know enough about analytics to ask the right questions. I think that's an absolutely critical part of marketing today that is almost completely absent in marketing programs. Um, 
a mutual friend of ours, uh, Christopher Penn, has recently written a book, uh, Blue Belt Marketing, and he, he, he takes you through a step-by-step -step of how to kind of get on board with some beginning analytics. And I mentioned to Christopher, this is a wonderful book, but I'm depressed because of all the college students I meet. I, I don't know if I've met a single one that would even understand what he's talking about, but this has to be drilled in at the college level because that's, I mean, marketing is math. And as I said, you don't have to be a mathematician or a statistician, but you do have to know how to ask the right questions. You have to know how to be a critical thinker and look beyond a Pareto chart to really find the, 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 the small signals that are going to lead to inspiration, that are going to lead to innovation, that are going lead to lead to disruption. And you can't be a lazy marketer. You know, you've got to dig in. So I would, I agree with you, but I would also add, um, you know, analytics as an important part uh, of the skill set of the of the new marketer. Okay, well, I'm, I'm even going to press you for more detail on that. So, you know, I'm an analytics and measurement junkie and have been mm -hmm. for a long time. So, um, so talk to me about. Um, it, I, I'm not particular about. The, the tools per se, I, it's more what, what areas of analytics do you think are really important and then is it just social media analytics or is there more to this that marketers need to understand? Well, you know, here's, the, here's the area that I'm really uh, interested in that um, first of all, some of the things that are going on with analytics are absolutely breathtaking. And I got to see some presentations down in, down at South by Southwest that, that really make your head spin, what people can figure out after just a hundred tweets or something like that. Um, but I, I think, Amber, the magic is what do you do with it? You know, what, what do you do with it? How do you get it out of, a, of an Excel spreadsheet into something that's actionable? And that takes a special talent. It takes somebody, you know, like you. Who's a little bit left brain and a little bit right brain? Who you know? Who's an analytics geek, but also has a creative side. That's going to be the gold in the marketing field. If you can find people like that, uh, you're th that's just going to be golden. We've talked about a ton of different organizations, which is a perfect opportunity to introduce Proof HQ, another sponsor that helps make this show happen. So we all know one of the trickiest parts of content creation is actually creating the content, working with all the different groups, getting things approved, going through edits, working with the brand team. Well, Proof HQ is a tool that makes that seamless and easy to collaborate on content executions. You can work together on blog posts, ebooks, slide shares, infographics, and more. You'll be more productive and more creative when you use Proof HQ. Check it out at bit.ly slash proofhq. Mark, our time is flying by. We're almost done. We've almost made it to the end. The podcast is nearing conclusion, and we need to ask our final question. What did you want to be when you grew up? Well, like almost every little boy that grew up in the in the 60s and the 70s, I wanted to be an astronaut. <laughs> I was in love with the Apollo program and everything about it. I I just I loved the science, I loved the technology, I loved the dream, the vision and the the heroes that went into space. So I always wanted to be an astronaut. <laughs> I think every nerd somehow at some point wanted to be an astronaut. I totally did too. I, I wanted to go work at NASA and be mm. 
And I'm still a space geek when it all comes yeah. down to it. So you and I need to geek, geek out over space stuff. Well, that, that, and, that, and, and NASA had this amazing exhibit at South by Southwest, and that's where I spent most of my time. <laughs> oh, God. And, and see, I missed it. Now I feel like I missed out. Um, anyway, thanks so much to you guys for joining us for this episode of Content Pros Podcast, and thanks to the incredible Mark Schaefer for joining us today with so many great nuggets of information. If you want to learn more about Mark, head over to businessgrow.com. You can find all of his books there, more about his consultancy, and of course, read his spectacular blog. Check out more episodes of Content Pros at contentprospodcast.com. I'm Amber Naslin. My co-host is Chris Moody, and we will look forward to seeing you on the next time on Content Pros. Thanks for tuning in to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Oracle Marketing Cloud, Sysimos, Proof HQ, and Inbound Rider and is produced by Convince and Convert. Find more great shows like Content Pros at marketingpodcast.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts.